Good evening and welcome to the Friends in Arts Performance Showcase. Good evening, everyone. This is Annie Chapetta. And I'm Roland Bowers. And we welcome you to this year's performances. We have a lot of material and a lot of variety of material. And I, for one, am pretty impressed with what we've got. You'll hear some some old favorites like Frank Sr. and Gordon Kent, and we have some new performers, too, that I think you'll be really pleased with. Especially some performance poetry, which I am definitely very happy about. So, without further ado, we're going to take you on to our president, Mike Mandel, to say a few words. Well, hello, and welcome to the showcase. My name is Mike Mandel, president of Friends in Art, and I've been asked to kick off the show. What you just heard was something I wrote for a show called TMZ on TV. It's a Hollywood gossip show. They send out photographers to uh, catch people in the act. Sometimes it's embarrassing, sometimes it's not, sometimes it's really kind of nice. That song was called Hollywood's Golden Years, and I'm sure you can imagine it's written for a red carpet event or uh, coverage of the Oscars or the Golden Globes, something like that. Uh, The next one I want to play for you is called Sloppy Drunk. This is one where you can imagine a celebrity stumbling around a parking lot about 2 a.m. in the morning, uh, making a fool of themselves, or maybe just remember the last affiliate party you had. That might work. Sloppy drunk.
Okay, uh, the final thing I have for you today is called Happy Clappy, and that's just what it is. This is something to be played under uh, light celebrity news, happy celebrity news, maybe even um, a celebrity with pets, something like that. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed that. Okay, so up next we have Harvey Miller from Brevard, North Carolina, and he's going to perform the Carl Sandburg poem, Fog. And this will be set to music for baritone and chamber ensemble. And the faculty of Brevard College will be performing along with his daughter Jennifer on horn. change of pace and we're going to be introducing Carla Hayes from McMurray, Pennsylvania. She's going to be performing 
an original parody based on Paul Simon's 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, and her song is titled 50 Ways to Wreck Your Computer. to wreck your computer It's really not my habit to be so abrupt But something on your hard drive has made it go corrupt And whatever it was caused your laptop to self-destruct There must be 50 ways to wreck your computer 50 ways to wreck your computer Go on the web, Deb Download a virus, Iris, the blue screen of death, Beth, just listen to me. Play some bad games, James, spilling some juice brews, hit her on Keely and its history. Fall for a scam, Pam, pull the wrong plug, Doug, corrupt a few files, Miles, just listen to me. An electric storm, Norm. Leave it in the rain, Jane Knock it off the truck, Chuck And it's history I must have started crying just about then I was so overwhelmed I couldn't comprehend So I asked him To explain to me again The 50 ways said let's walk away and have a glass of wine I will solve your problems and it'll all be fine but I'm warning you to always keep in mind about those 50 ways to wreck your computer 50 ways to wreck your computer just hit delete Pete forget to update mate Use a bad wrong, Tom, just listen to me. Lose your control, Joel. Get very mad, Chad. Then shoot up the screen, Gene, and it's history. Go on the web, Deb. Download a virus, Iris, the blue screen of death, Beth. Just listen to me. Play some bad games, James. Spilling some juice brews. Hit her on Keely and its history. Your computer will be in history. It's a very big mystery. Your computer will be in history. Oh my, well, I used to work at Microsoft and I promise you there were many more than just the 50 she mentioned, but moving right along, we're going to have 
Mr. Roy Nash from Arkansas, and he's going to perform the old Marty Robbins classic, El Paso. He's a first-time performer to the showcase, and uh, I always love this song. It's just a, it's a sad one, but it's also a neat story. So with that, here is Mr. Roy Nash. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with the Mexican girl. Nighttime would find me in Rose's Cantina, music would play and Felina would whirl. Blacker than night were the eyes of Felina, wicked and evil while casting a spell. My love was deep for this Mexican maiden I was in love, but in vain I could tell One night a wild young cowboy came in Wild as the West Texas wind Dashing and daring a drink he was sharing With wicked Felina, the girl that I loved So good night I challenged his right for the love of his maiden Down went his hand for the gun that he wore My challenge was answered in less than a heartbeat The handsome young stranger lay dead on the floor Just for a moment I stood there in silence Shocked by the foul evil deed I had done Many thoughts raced through my mind as I stood there I had but one chance and that was to run Out through the back door of roses I ran Out where the horses were tied I caught a good one, it looked like it could run Upon his back and away I did ride Just as fast as I could from the West Texas town of El Paso Out through the badlands of New Mexico Back in El Paso my life would be worthless Everything's gone in life, nothing is left It's been so long since I've seen the young maiden My love is stronger than my fear of death I saddled up and away I did go, riding along in the dark. Maybe tomorrow a bullet may find me, tonight nothing's worse than this pain in my heart. And at last here I am on the hill overlooking El Paso, I can see Rose's cantina below. My love is strong and it pushes me onward Down off the hill to Felina I go Off to my right I see five mounted cowboys Off to my left right a dozen or more Shouting and shooting I can't let them catch me I have to make it to Rose's back door Something is dreadfully wrong, for I feel a deep burning pain in my soul. 
Though I have tried to stay in the saddle, I'm getting weary and able to ride. But my love for Belita is strong and I rise where I've fallen. Though I am weary, I can't stop to rest. I see the white of smoke from the rifle. I feel the bullet go deep in my chest. From out of nowhere, Kalina has found me, kissing my cheek as she kneels by my side. Cradle my two loving arms that I'll die for, one little kiss and Kalina. Next, we have Ms. Debbie Hazelton, who, as many of you will know, is the managing director of ACB Radio. And on a personal note, about three years ago, I suffered a major illness and uh, spent several months in the hospital. And Debbie was kind enough to come up for a few days and help mom with some things and, and also sat with me some of that time. And... It was a gesture that I really sincerely appreciated, and I'm actually very grateful to have the opportunity to say thank you so much, Debbie. So here then is Debbie Hazelton. So this is one of my very favorite songs because I believe it's true for all of us. And I want to give special thanks to my dear friend Jason Castingway for playing it and providing such wonderful accompaniment, Ordinary Miracles. Change can come on tiptoe, love is where it starts. It resides, often hides, deep within our hearts. And just as pebbles make a mountain, raindrops make a sea. One day at a time, change begins with you and me. By giving and receiving comes belonging and believing every sun that rises never rose before each new day leads the way through a different door and we can all be quiet way showers Living quiet days, walking through the world, changing it in quiet ways. Ordinary miracles, like candles in the dark, each and every one of us lights a And the tides 
joy and quiet wonder, endless possibilities right before our eyes. See the way a miracle multiplies. Hope can spring eternally, just plant it and it grows. Love is all that's necessary, love, in its extraordinary ways, makes ordinary miracles every blessed Wow, that was beautiful. We're going to hear from another first-timer. Our next performer is Lawrence Carter from Raleigh, North Carolina. His song is called My Soul is Anchored, and it was originally written by Douglas Miller.
somebody you guys haven't heard from yet this evening okay just kidding we're gonna have this Annie Chiapetta and she's from New Rochelle New York and is one of our wonderful FIA board members and she's got a nice little comedy piece here called the saggy dog one day a woman goes into the butcher shop to get some fresh meat she notices in front of her there is a dog waiting in line and it has like a purse wrapped around its neck. So she thinks to herself, hmm, this should be interesting. So she waits her turn, but she's fascinated by the dog. The dog is waiting just as patiently as everybody else. When it's the dog's turn, the butcher leans over the counter and says, Hi, Pooch, what'll it be today? The dog goes over to the glass display case, puts his paw in front of the chopped meat. The butcher says, chopped meat? How many pounds? The dog barks twice. The butcher says, two pounds? Coming up. He wraps the meat, puts it aside. He looks over at the dog again. He says, anything else? The dog goes over to the pork chops. He puts his paw on the glass case in front of the pork chops. The butcher says, how many? The dog barks four times. The butcher says, four pork chops coming up. He wraps the pork chops and puts them aside. He looks at the dog. What's next? The dog shakes, goes around to the counter where the butcher is, and sits in front of him. The butcher totals up the purchases and takes the money out of the purse around the dog's neck. Then he ties the meat 
in bags around the dog's neck, pats him and says, have a good day, pooch. By this time, the woman is fascinated. She has to follow this dog home, wherever that is. The dog pushes open the door in the butcher shop and starts trotting down the street, and the woman goes after the dog. She's watching the dog, and after a couple of blocks, the dog goes up to a door in a house, and he scratches at the door, and a guy opens the door, and he lets the dog in. The woman says, wait, wait, wait. I've got to tell you, your dog is remarkable. I mean, what he did in the butcher shop and bringing everything home and, and knowing what to order, I'm just, I'm, I'm so impressed. The guy looks at her, he looks back at the dog, and he says, yeah, I don't know about that. This is the second day in the row he forgot his key. Our next performer is a poet by the name of Dan Simpson, and he's uh, reciting his poem called New Year's Day and the Passage of Seasons. Why We Need New Year's Day and the Passage of Seasons Because we are iron in a smithy world, which heats and hammers us beyond self-recognition, leaving us slow to learn renewal, too grumpy or fogged most mornings to notice that our hearts still surge blood to every point along the body's map, and that our minds are still what computers emulate. After all, even monks with no other life cannot harness themselves to awareness every second. And yet a garbage collector I know carries his life like a diamond and an exhausted mother immersed in four-child babble all day hitches her mind to a book each night if only for five minutes before she careens into sleep. Praise then to the policeman who paints portraits and to the bank teller who keeps a journal. Praise to the thwarted shop steward who keeps his standing appointment to play catch with his child. Praise to the heartbroken social worker who subscribes to the symphony. Praise to the math teacher who photographs birds and to the roofer who, hoping for hope, believes that next year his team will do better. Praise the toddler and the hospice dweller as they stumble in new passages. Praise all who breathe. Praise all who once breathed and now nourish the ground. Praise all whose stories have already been written and all those who still have at least one more chance. Seventy times seven, says Jesus, are the chances we each should have. Let the fireman remember his own life as he chops with the axe. Let neither the minister neglect his wife nor the doctor her husband. Let none of us simply swallow our lives whole. But if the minister, the doctor, and we should fail, let us have new years and fresh seasons. Let us have 70 times 7 chances.
70 times 7 or 700 chances for us to listen to our next performer, Miss Lindsay McHugh from Morana, Arizona, and she's going to be performing Poor Unfortunate Soul from the movie The Little Mermaid. I admit that in the past I've been a nasty. They weren't kidding when they called me, well, a witch. But you'll find that nowadays I've mended all my ways. Repented, seen the light, and made a switch. True? Yes. And I fortunately know a little magic. It's a talent that I always have possessed. And here lately, please don't laugh, but I use it on behalf of the miserable, lonely, and depressed pathetic poor unfortunate souls in pain this one longing to be thinner that one wants to get the girl and do I help them? yes indeed those poor unfortunate souls so sad so true they come flocking to my cauldron calling spells Ursula please and I help them yes I do now it's happened once or twice someone couldn't pay the price and I'm afraid I've had to rake them across the coals yes I've had the odd complaint but on the whole I've been a saint to those poor unfortunate souls I'm not asking much just a, just a token merely a trifle what I want from you is your voice you have your looks your pretty face and don't underestimate the importance of body language ha! the men up there don't like a lot of blabber they think a girl who gossips is a bore and after all it is preferred for ladies not to say a word and after all dear what is idle prattle for come on they are not all that impressed with conversation true gentlemen avoid it when they can they dote and swoon and fawn over a lady who's withdrawn. It's she who holds her tongue who gets her man. Come on, you poor unfortunate soul. Go ahead. Make your choice. I'm a very busy woman and I haven't got all day. It won't cost much. Just your voice. You poor unfortunate soul. So sad, but true. If you want to cross the bridge, my sweet, you've got to pay the toll. Take a gulp and take a breath and go ahead and sign the scroll. Thoughts of jets of now I've got her, boys. The boss is on a roll. This poor, unfortunate soul. <laughs> Wow, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, we have Wayne Piercy from Alston, Massachusetts. He's a former board member of FIA, and he's got a really nice trumpet piece to perform for you. And just as a little aside here, this is not the entirety of Wayne's presentation. If you want to hear the whole thing... It's going to be a part of one of our FIA podcasts coming up in August or September. 
and you'll definitely want to check that out. So here is Mr. Wayne Piercy. Hello. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Wayne Piercy, and I'm going to talk about the natural trumpet and two 17th century composers who helped the trumpet evolve into the solo and orchestral instrument of today. First, let me give you a brief description of what this instrument actually looks like. It consists of about eight feet of tubing that has been wrapped twice. Between the bell and lead pipe section is a wooden block wrapped in twine. This keeps the two halves separated. The bell also has a decorative garland around the rim as well as a decorative ball, usually made of silver, closer to the wooden block. A tassel hangs from below the instrument, adding further decoration. The instrument comes with several crooks, which are additional pieces of tubing that can be inserted into the end of the lead pipe. Adding the crook puts the instrument into a different key. Throughout most of the Middle Ages and continuing into the Renaissance, the trumpet was used for signaling and communication in the military. Gradually, composers and performers became more aware of its technical capabilities. I will now play a solo piece written by Girolamo Fantini, one of the first composers to give the trumpet a voice outside of the military setting. Our next performer, who is also a first-time performer, is Marilyn Brandsmith from Louisville, Kentucky. And a little bit about Marilyn, uh, I've known her for a long time. She is a member of Behind Our Eyes, and she's a wonderful writer and facilitator, and she's extremely creative, and I'm pleased to announce uh, that she's in the showcase with an original composition called Run for the Roses. Run for the Roses by Marilyn Brant Smith. Mint Juleps, Derby Pie, The Favorite, Blitzen, A Big Bay, Media Begs Stars and Strategists for Picks, Tradition Draws 100,000 Fans, Sprinkles Worry the Track. The bugler blasts his call to the post. Oh, the sun shines bright. Echoes across the downs. 
And they're off, the announcer cries. Owners' colors fly by. Winners all, the thoroughbreds thunder on. A place in history just two minutes away. The bugler likes Annabelle Lee. She's four to one odds, but you never know. Could have won the Phillies race yesterday, but the what-if dream brought her here. Museums, movies, memoirs celebrate Secretariat, Seattle Slough, Affirmed, fancy-dressed ladies and gents savor the unbridled spirit. Down the back stretch, the bay owns the lead. The crowd senses victory. Annabelle Lee crowds the rail, moves up. Faster, girl, the bugler cries. Blitzen wins by two lengths. Annabelle Lee is fourth. Watch Blitzen prance, blanketed in roses. Jockey, owner, trainer, claim the winner's circle. It's on to the Preakness and the Triple Crown. His girl will run again, bear a bold contender one day. Blitzen is his favorite now. Kentucky claims another hero. We're going to talk with Peter Altschul because the next piece that's coming up is one of his, and it's called Festive Wedding Processional. Hi, Peter. Hey, Eddie. Let me ask you a few questions about your piece. I guess the first one is, you know, what would you like us to know about your piece? Well, the piece was scored for two brass choirs that work with and against each other throughout the piece, and then a percussion section. I think uh, three percussionists. And so I recorded the piece using a Roland synthesizer. And the piece is based on all those interactions between the brass choirs and the percussion group. Very interesting. So when you're listening to it, I would guess you've um, managed to balance all that out? I sure tried with the help of Gordon Kent. Many of you may remember Gordon. Ah. Uh, he helped me with the mixing. Uh, and if you, if you have headphones, you will definitely hear the different brass choirs because there are different speakers. That's really good to know. Listening with the headset would definitely enhance your experience. That's wonderful. What inspired you to create this piece? As the title implies, it was written for my backyard wedding with my wife. And I knew I was going to write music for the wedding, but I had no idea what I was going to write. And one day I was with my fiance at a local bar and we were talking about the wedding and all of a sudden the first like section of the wedding came into my mind just from one moment to the next and lisa is her name said hey you're not paying attention to me i said i'm sorry i've just written the first eight measures of the wedding piece <laughs> and she thought i was nuts but that really is what happened and the rest of the piece came from there that's how creativity affects us i guess right Sometimes it works that way. Well, thank you, Peter, for sharing that. And uh, on to the piece.
My name is Peter Altschul, and I chair the Friends in Art Scholarship Committee. I'm talking to you because our next piece is being performed by our 2019 scholarship winner, last year's scholarship winner, uh, name of Matt Schifrin. You may remember Matt because he was a guest in our art parlor for the month of June, and it has been running on ACD Radio. Hey, Matt, how are you doing? Lovely. And you? Doing fine. And congratulations, belated congratulations, for winning the scholarship last year. Oh, thank you so much. It was a wonderful opportunity. So I know you attend Newman Conservatory in Boston. Are you a sophomore, junior? I forgot what year you are. I'm going to be a senior in the fall. A senior in the fall. Okay. And tell us what you've been doing there for the past three years. I've been studying singing and accordion, and I've been writing musicals there. They have a program called Contemporary Improvisation there, which is focused on learning different styles of music from all around the world. So we have West African music classes, and we have Middle Eastern music classes, and basically getting involved with as many different styles of music as possible. Sounds wonderful. And, uh, of course, we wanted you to come to the convention last summer, but you couldn't. Uh, Can you tell us why? Oh, unfortunately, I was at a singing program in Austria, in Graz, Austria, and it was a fascinating program because it was focused on German art song, or Lieder, as they call it. And it was very interesting because Lieder is usually taught very vaguely in American music schools. It's like, oh, well, here's the text, here's what it means in German, and we want to learn for next week. But when you are in Austria with native German speakers, really kind of uh, introducing you and energizing you to the text of these pieces that you're singing, it's really valuable. And just the experience of being in Europe and meeting all these people and being able to sing for uh, legends of the musical scene, like Barbara Bonnie, a major classical singer, it's really one hell of an experience. I'll say. And one other question before we turn a corner. What vocal part are you? I'm a countertenor. That's wonderful. So uh, you were also known for your work with Lego. Can you talk a little bit about that? Very much. Um, I create text-based Lego instructions so that blind children can build Lego sets independently. And thankfully, Lego has now kind of taken this project into their own hands, and they're making their own text-based instructions. And you can find them on legoaudioinstructions.com. And you are taking part in another presentation with the American Council of the Blind Families. Do you remember when that is? I think it is on July 14th. It's on Friday, and I think it's at 4 o'clock East Coast. I think so, yes. I think so, too. So for those interested, come and listen to Matt. His story is wonderful, and his work with Lego is fascinating. So I now want to talk about the song we're going to hear from you called, in English, The American Cantor. And can you talk about that song a little bit? This is a very interesting song. It was written in the 30s, and then it was parodied in the 80s. There was a man in Boston known as Ben Galing, and Ben Galing had a Jewish radio show, and he took old Yiddish songs that people had probably forgotten about by this time, and he Americanized them. And so this song, The American Cantor, is about these This cantor comes to the small village, and the cantor in the Jewish service is the guy who does all the glorious singing. And he does all the singing, and he really kind of energizes the parishioners. And so these Jews come, this cantor sings his thing, and then we have different Jews from different parts 
of the world, one from the north, one from Galicia, they come and they start giving therapy. So the first one, the Jew from the north, equates all this guy's singing to different types of food. He says, oh, this was good. This was as good as meat and fish and potatoes with salt and schmaltz tearing. Oh, it couldn't be better, he says. And then the next guy, the man from Galicia, is a much more emotional Jew. And he says, oh, no, this had emotive scales and it chilled me to the bone and it had very, the modes were so touching. Oh, that, that canter. I'd love to hear him again. And then we get the American. And the American, trouble is he doesn't speak any Yiddish. So all he does is he kind of takes what he knows of Yiddish culture. He says, does he have a dreidel? Like a matzah balknedel? And so he basically just takes the, the kind of Yiddish culture and chops it up and Americanizes it. And it's a very interesting song just because you're able to be very creative with how you interpret it. There are three different characters in the song and you're able to give them distinct musical personalities. The Jew from the north is very fast and rapid fire and squeaks up very high. And the Jew from Galicia is very melodic and much lower. And then the American just does whatever he wants because he's not very involved in the culture and kind of an outsider. Uh, that's awesome. Thanks for that explanation. And you're playing the accordion with this as well, correct? Yep. Awesome. So I give you Matt Schifrin's An American Cantor. He's got cool for in an American to audition for a position is go come here did i sense all upon the bottom of the they came to hear him daven to give a sample one was a lead fucker the second one a galiziano and the third one an americano Oh, nobody, nobody, nobody can 
unbeatable. Oh, you should have been in a temple when the no cousin gave a sample. He sang, It's fuck, it's my boys, about nuts, but that's gonna eat my boys, but that's gonna put him, put him, put him, put him. And the congregation gave the game, run ovation, and they had a fire collation. Oh, baby, 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 All right, we have reached just about to the end of the first half of this year's showcase, and we've got a very familiar, and if I may say so, one of my favorite performers to take us out. I'm gonna have Mr. Frank Sr. And for those of you who don't know Frank, he, he really is a special singer, as you're about to see. And you can learn more about his music at www.franksenior.com. So, here is Frank doing a uh, great classic by Ray Charles, You Don't Know Me.
but you don't know me Oh girl, why did you leave me? Hello again, this is Mike Mandel. I hope you enjoyed the first half of the showcase and you're going to stick around for the second. And right now I'd like to tell you a little more about Friends in Art, who we are, and what we do. We support vision-impaired artists and also the audiences that enjoy the arts. And since we started with just three women interested in museum access in the mid-80s, We've grown to include musicians, singers, authors, poets. We've had a tap dancer here or there. And the belly dancer, I remember, some years ago. About six years ago, we got together with the people at the prestigious Berklee College of Music and assisted in starting a program that would serve vision-impaired students. 
They had some of their materials, braille, such as harmony studies, solfege, and more. Also, they got a computer with a screen reader, and students are learning how to use Pro Tools, which is the recording industry standard. One of my favorites is the MIDIMAG list. Uh, it used to be a cassette magazine, and then it's become a listserv, and it's been with us for, oh, about 27 years. Uh, this is dedicated to musicians, electronic musicians, and audio engineers of all levels. We've had a lot of activity for, on this. Uh, you can learn how to use your electronic instrument, your synthesizer. You can ask questions about how to record, what mics to use. It's all there. Uh, you can subscribe to the MIDI Mag list at midimag, M-I-D-I-M-A-G, dash, request at freelists.org. Be sure to put subscribe in the subject line Send it on. You get a reply back. You reply to that reply, and you'll be subscribed. The Friends in Art Art Parlor has been a popular feature through the years at conventions. This is where artists can come and bring their creations, anything from macrame, paintings, drawings, sculptures, and people can come and enjoy them, meet the artists, and uh, have a little fun. Three, two, one. Also, we have two podcasts devoted to the art parlor. One of them is an interview show. We interview artists, singers, writers, musicians, for instance. And you can also catch that on ACB Radio Mainstream. And it's a very enjoyable show. We have some good ones coming up. The second podcast is just the art parlor community call Everybody's welcome to drop by, and for an hour we just discuss art. Maybe somebody brings along some poetry or something to read, and uh, we have a good time. Uh, to learn more about these and how to access them, contact C. Hollis, that's H-O-L-L-I-S, at acb.org. When we're at the convention, the showcase is our primary fundraiser. And this year, we're not raising any funds. We're glad to bring this to you. But if you can see your way to go to friendsinart.com and make a, a small donation, we would really appreciate that. If you want to become a member, it's $15 a year. We certainly encourage you to do that. You know, when I joined ACB and I heard the name Friends in Art, I thought, oh, man, these are people that sit around and drink wine and eat cheese and talk about Shakespeare. Well, I got the wine and cheese thing right. And we do talk about Shakespeare once in a blue moon. But we love everything. Everything. Pop, jazz, hip-hop, classical, classical poetry, writing, everything. Uh, we'd like to meet you, please. Check us out and see if you like what you see. And all right, let's go back to the second half now. 
And here is Mr. Roland Bowers. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. For those of you who didn't know, I have known Lynn throughout my life. Quite literally, from the day that I was born, she held me. And when she passed this past April, it was a big shock for all of us. I personally felt the loss very greatly. I shared a love of science fiction with Lynn in my early childhood, and she sort of introduced me to synthesizer music. She used to get these really wild recordings back in the 70s and 80s that used to be a sort of niche popular thing to have synthesizer programmers just create these outlandish soundscapes with their synthesizers and we used to enjoy listening to those together and she also was very instrumental in my lifelong love of science fiction she read isaac asimov things to me i can remember her doing that when i was five and six years old when she would come to stay with mom and i for christmas and as i got older she also was instrumental in my developing a real love for jazz i remember one album specifically that she gave to mom that i <clears throat> commandeered as mom would say was a dave grusen tribute to george gershwin and i remember just falling in love with the arrangement of fascinating rhythms that was on that cd and so there are just a lot of poignant memories that I have of Lynn. And I know that mom has even more considering that they went to school together. And so my mom, Nancy Pendergraf, is now going to perform a piece on the harp. And she's going to talk a little bit about Lynn, too. So take it away, mom. Thank you, Roland. Well, Lynn had just a joie de vie that was just a primary part of her leadership and just her way of being with friends and all. And she, um, she and I were at our first ACB convention together in St. Louis in 81. And um, then when Lynn was a charter member of Friends in Art, and I guess, well, if not the certainly a primo hostess for us. She always came a day early, went to the grocery store, got, I don't know, wine and cheese and munchies that we could have. She was always one of the ones, had a room off the Friends in Art Suite and was a central one of us where there was just a Friends session then Lynn would be in the middle of that just any time. Her most recent project that she was doing with Friends in Art was the Art Parlor show where we interview different artists, and she did a couple of those and got us well on the road. And then the Art Parlor tea thing, as she would call it, was a part of ACB's community outreach thing that ACB Radio has fostered. And Lynn engaged her veterans and us in various things, like she had drumming workshops for both groups. And 
she did workshops with the Native American flutes, and that was really great. Some years back, she took a course in, let's see, Music for Healing through Transition program is the, is the thing that it was called, and she became certified in that, and she got interested in the harp. And in her way that she has always been so enthusiastic about the things that she was involved in, well, she got, first of all, Janice was interested in playing the harp, bought one, got lessons. Then when I retired, I bought a harp and started lessons. Jason was involved with that. He's currently now taking harp lessons and working with it. Again, I think um, attributable a good deal to Lynn's introducing us sort of in a, in a personal way to harps. And Deb Hazelton also just, oh, she got a good many of us into doing the harps. Now we love the conventions and the way that we all get together. Unfortunately, this year we got the virtual convention. I mean, I say unfortunately that we're not getting together. But the gift in that is that we were able to have our own instrument, our harp, don't have to play a new one, don't, I mean, uh, an unfamiliar one. And, you know, that's something that we didn't have if we would have had the conventional convention because it's very awkward to think of shipping a harp to convention. I wouldn't know what kind of shape it might be in once it got there. Anyway, Lenny, thank you for your gift of getting us interested in harps. And I know that had she been with us for this convention in the physical, why she would have been playing a harp solo too. It's my plan to play a harp solo for you. And what I decided was that since Kenny Rogers died on March the 20th and I think was popular with a good many of us. Well, one of the best recordings, my personal favorite song that he ever recorded was one that Lionel Richie wrote, and it's called Lady.
Hi, I'm Gordon Kent. I'm a longtime member of Friends in Art and contributed to the showcase for many years. As a matter of fact, I used to be quite involved in the production of the showcase, leading grade four Braille and the funky fonts, which was our house band, and producing the CDs that we used to sell in our booth. I'm sure many of you remember my deceased wife, Janice. She's featured on backup vocals, and I'll be singing the lead and playing a sampled Fender Telecaster guitar. This song is Dr. My Eyes by Jackson Brown. Doctor, my eyes have seen the years And the slow parade of tears Without crying Now I want to understand I have done all that I could Seen the evil and the good Without hiding You must help me if you can Doctor, my As I wander through this world And each moment has unfurled I am waiting to awaken from these dreams People go just where they will I never noticed them until I got this feeling Now it's later than it seems Doctor, my eyes Tell me what you see I hear their cries They're saying it's too late for me
Hi, this is Peter Altschul again, the Friends and Art Scholarship Chair. And now I'm here to introduce this year's scholarship winner, Megan Downing from Santa Barbara, California. Hey, Megan. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm extremely grateful for the scholarship. So excited. We're thrilled to have you as a scholarship winner. I also understand you're an ACB scholarship winner. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm very grateful for that, too. It's really nice to get some money to like help me achieve my dream. So this is, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Well, we're very appreciative of having you on board. So talk about your experiences in high school, especially your musical experiences. Yeah. So in high school, I'm really blessed with a really cool music program at my school. We had a fantastic choir department and a fantastic band department. So I was a member of the choir department for four years. And through that, I was able to like learn how to do more stuff musically than I would have outside of school. So that was really cool. Um, I also was a singer in a band and I became more comfortable with my guitar skills too. I did a program at the Berklee College of Music over the summer and did guitar there. So I definitely think that with all these things over high school, that was definitely when I found out that I wanted music to be my future career goal and just like passion in life. As you know, uh, Friends in Art was instrumental, pun intended, uh, of creating that program you took part in the summer. Can you talk a little bit about it, what you learned, how it was for you? Yeah, of course. Well, before this program, for those of you who don't know, Berkeley has this fantastic visually impaired lab, and it's pretty much the only place in the world where you can be a visually impaired musician and have a program in college where you learn how to produce your own music and use software that's accessible to blind people. And so this summer, I was able to actually learn how to use Pro Tools and different recording softwares that I hadn't been able to use before. So after this summer, I I could record my own music in my room instead of getting help from people outside, which is really nice because like being independent is pretty much like a big goal of mine. So that was really, really awesome that I learned how to do that. Totally, totally awesome. I agree with you. So what are your plans for next year? I will be attending Berkeley College of Music in the fall, which is, I'm so, so I've been dreaming of attending this school for pretty much the last, I don't know, like eight years of my life. So it's really cool that I'm attending and I'm going to be studying guitar and hopefully majoring in musical therapy. So tell me about your dream to be a music therapist. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows how impactful music can be and how healing it can be and how it can make you feel better. Um, So that's pretty much my goal in life is to make people feel better and heal people through music by being a musical therapist. So whether that's me going into hospitals every day or me going into classrooms, um, I I haven't decided yet, but I I know that I definitely want to be a musical therapist. And I'm really grateful that Berkeley actually has that as a major that I can get at the undergrad level. And that's pretty new, right? It wasn't there when I went to Berkeley. Yeah, no, it, it's it's relatively new. It's like the music ed and the music therapy. That, yeah. Awesome. So tell us about the piece we're going to be hearing from you. Yeah, so I'm going to be playing a piece that was written by my fantastic guitar teacher. And I honestly love it because it's very like dynamic. It's a very dynamic piece. And it starts off pretty quiet. And then it can go into like a different rhythm section that, that can be really fun because it has these really cool tap harmonics. It was one of the pieces that I learned as I discovered that I wanted to do more of the harmonic style, percussion style, acoustic guitar. So this kind of like changed the game in my guitar playing. So that's why I decided to play this piece. 
So I introduce Megan Downing playing Circle Song. Good evening, everyone. My name is Jason Castingway, and it's a pleasure to perform for you this evening. The piece I'm doing is called A Dreamer's Holiday, and it was written by Kim Gannon and Mabel Wayne. I heard this song uh, a couple years ago, and I fell in love with it because I love the imagination and the places you can go there. And I figured while we're stuck in quarantine and can't go anywhere, we can use our imagination to take a trip. Enjoy. Climb aboard a butterfly and take off on the breeze Let your worries flutter by and do the things you please In the land where dollar bills are falling off of trees On a dreamer's holiday Every day for breakfast there's a dish of scrambled stars And for luncheon you'll be munching rainbow candy bars You'll be living a la mode on Jupiter or Mars On a dreamer's holiday Make it a long vacation Time there is plenty of You need no reservation Just bring along the one you love Help yourself to happiness and sprinkle it with mirth Close your eyes and concentrate and dream for all you're worth You will feel terrific when you get back down to earth On a dreamer's holiday
get a long vacation Time there is plenty of You need no reservation, darling Just bring along the one you love Oh, help yourself to happiness And sprinkle it with mirth Close your eyes and concentrate And dream for all you're worth You will feel terrific When you get back down to earth On a dreamer's holiday On a dreamer's holiday All right. Um, next up, we're going to hear from our treasurer and friends in art, Mike Byington. Um, he's going to be reading something that uh, he feels is very close to his heart. And uh, I want to thank the friends in art production team for enhancing it. And uh, you're in for a, a wonderful listen. This is a performance piece that I did back when I was in college for the first time in the early 1970s. It is a poem that was written by Chris White back in 1968, and then in, I believe, 1969, uh, it became the flip side of uh, a song called I Love You, which was a one-hit wonder done by a band called The People. I got it out the other day and noticed how much things really haven't changed over the last 50 plus years. I had to do a little rewrite on it, change a couple of Chris White's original lines, but I didn't have to change very much to make it relevant for what we have going on in our cities today. The piece is called Somebody Tell Me My Name. As I wandered through this city, in a nameless town I walked, now I've got this empty feeling. Names on sidewalks scribed in chalk. The minorities are told that they should not talk. Can this be a city's tombstone? Broken neon signs that say happy days are here forever. I think I'm in a play. So let me think about today. What will become of me now that I'm here? When will the crowd give a cheer? Have you got the time of day? It doesn't bother me. The time I've got could kill a day in one eternity. It seems so strange it doesn't change. There's no one here but me. I wouldn't like to take the chance and ruin reality. So long ago the city roared, it filled me inside out. Today I find an empty piece, I shatter with my shout. Look into windows where people have been, no one expected to win. Climbing stairs to reach the ending of a life that's been a sham. Why should I expect to wonder, city, won't you take this man? No one's left to lend a hand. A lot of things happen when there's no one to blame. Somebody tell me my name. 
Our next performer is Nick Pavel from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. He's going to be singing Mr. Mom, which was originally produced and sung by Lone Star. Lost my job, came home mad Got a hug and a kiss and that's too bad She said, I can go to work Until you find another job I thought, I like the sound of that Watch TV and take long naps Go from a hard-working dad To being Mr. Bob Well, papers melt in the Maytag dryer Crayons go up one drawer higher Rewind Barney for the 15th time Breakfast six, naps at nine There's bubblegum in the baby's hair Sweet potatoes in my lazy chair Been crazy all day long And it's only Monday, Mr. Mom Football, soccer, and ballet Squeeze in scouts and PTA And there's that shopping list She left at seven pages long How much smoke can one stove make? The kids won't eat my charcoal cake It's more than any man can take Being Mr. Mom Well, hampers melt in the Maytag dryer Crayons go up one drawer higher Rewind Barney for the sixteenth time Breakfast six, naps at nine There's bubblegum in the baby's hair Sweet potatoes in my lazy chair Been crazy all day long And it's only Monday, Mr. Mom Before I crawl in bed tonight If the dog didn't eat the classifieds I'm gonna look just one more time Cause pampers melt in the Maytag dryer Crayons go up one drawer higher Rewind Barney for the 18th time Breakfast six, naps at nine There's bubblegum in the baby's hair Sweet potatoes in my lazy chair Been crazy all day long Oh, been crazy all day long And it's only Monday, Mr. Mom Oh, Mr. Mom Checkbooks, chocolate bills Thought there was nothing to it Baby, now I know how you feel What I don't know is how you do it Oh! Honey, you're my hero Right well, from heroes in my easy chair. Yeah, okay. <laughs> from from um. heroes to uh, to a more serious note, <laughs> we're gonna have Miss June Link from St. Louis, Missouri, who is, by the way, our FIA secretary, singing 
Hello, young lovers, from the Rogers and Hammersteins, the king and I. And she will be accompanied by Mr. Jason Castanway. Going back to some written word, and uh, this is a second piece by Dan Simpson, and it's called Democracy. Democracy. Look at those eyes, she warbles, as I settle myself and my guide across from her on the bus. What kind of dog is that? I'm about to answer when a man farther back clears his throat and says, Yellow Labrador. If he's going to speak for me, at least he knows his breeds. But he knows more than that. He knows their innermost lives. He says, saddest dogs in the world. I wouldn't presume to know that. 
But we live in a free country. People can think what they want. Take six years to train them. He sounds like he enjoys having tidbits of knowledge to share. There's only one problem. He's wrong. It's actually more like six months. Fortunately for him, we live in a democracy where opinion is equal to fact, and we all have the right to vote. Okay, so next up we have Miss Sheila Styron from Kansas City, Missouri, and she is going to be performing a piece called Because It Does. My thanks to Justin Dart, disability rights advocate, for his inspiration in writing this song, which I'm calling Because It Does.
Next, we're going to hear from Jessica Silva. She's going to be performing the song Break Even. Break Even was originally sung by uh, an Irish band called Script. And Jessica is also a first-time showcase performer.
Hi everyone, my name is Sajja Koirala. I'm going to recite a poem that I wrote for my mother. The title of my poem is My Mother. I thank God every day for making her my mother. I am grateful for all the things she has done for me and my brother. Without complaining, she typed books in braille all night long and raised me with tough love when the world told her she was wrong. Mother filled balls with jingle bells so I could follow the sound. I got to enjoy the feeling that sighted children would get when the ball was found. She showed me how to write my name with a pen, and it was her who taught me how to walk with a cane. My mother taught me everything through the sense of touch. She fought hard to give me an education. She loved me so much. When someone told her that her daughter would never be a bride, my mother ignored that and maintained her pride. Because of my blindness, she has had to hear many negative comments, but my mother has always managed to turn them into teachable moments. All my travels and experience tell me that she is different than the rest, and with a lot of humility, I say she is the best. Thank you. And now for a comedic interlude with Jean Markley. Hi, my name is Jean Markley and I am blind and I have a beautiful black Labrador guide dog named Caroline. Please don't talk to her, don't pet her, and don't feed her. Just like your mother-in-law. <laughs> Here are some things not to ask a blind person. How long have you been blind? Really? Well, maybe just about as long as you have been nosy. <laughs> What's it like to be blind? Oh man, this is a tough one. Um, let me think. Oh, I got it. Close your eyes. <laughs> the last time I went through airport security, I was randomly selected to be pre-screened. Yes randomly selected. How safe does that make you feel? So that means I didn't have to take off my shoes, I didn't have to take out my laptop, and I didn't have to get my hands checked for explosives. No, I'm not making that up. I asked a TSA agent one time, why do I have to get my hands checked for explosives? She said, because you have a dog. I didn't get it either. <laughs> I grew up in the 50s. When my grandmother would send me a birthday card and a check, I would call her on the phone and say, thank you, Grandma, for the birthday card and the check. Now, I send my granddaughter a birthday card and a check, and she texts me, OMG, THX, an emoji and a selfie. Now, I am old enough to remember when emojis were called hieroglyphics, and a selfie is what my husband did when I told him I had a headache. <laughs> Things are sure different today. I asked my granddaughter if she wanted me to teach her how to play hopscotch. And she got up and ran in the house. I said, where are you going? She said, I'm going to get my phone so we can download the app. Memories are great. Just keep in mind that today's experiences are tomorrow's memories. So make sure you make them great. 
I am Jean Markley, and you have been a great audience. And now we're going to welcome back Mr. Harvey Miller with another Carl Sandburg piece that he has set to music called Wingtips. Next up is Ann Davis from Cincinnati, Ohio. She's going to be performing Think of Me, a song from Phantom of the Opera. Thank you. 
We are almost done, and before we introduce our final performer, we'd like to thank you guys so much for listening to us, and we would like to extend a special thanks to Jason and Derek for their assistance in putting all of this together. If you want to give us any feedback, you can always email us at showcase at acbradio.org. And... It has been my pleasure working with you, Annie. It's always a lot of fun to do these showcases. Already looking forward to next year. Roland, I really liked working with you, too. And uh, we shared some really special performances, and I'm really glad to be part of it. And with that, we're going to have Mr. Peedle. The Peedle? Like uh, the Peedles? No, maybe Peter Alchel is going to perform another composition of his own, Peter Alchel.